Section 7 of A Young Girl's Diary by Anonymous, translated by Cedar Paul and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by K. Hand. January through March, the first year. January 1st, 19. I must write a few sentences at least. For the afternoon we had been invited to the Rydbergs. The Varths were there and Edel von Wernhoff. I was just the same as usual with Lysel, but I would not say a word to R. They left before us, and then Hetty asked me what was wrong between me and R. He had said of me, anyone can have the black goose for me. Then he said that anyone could take me in. I was so stupid that I would believe anything. I can't think what he meant, for he never took me in about anything. Anyhow, I would not let him spoil New Year's Day for me. But Hella is quite right, for if the first person one meets on January 1st is a common person, that's a bad beginning. The first thing this morning when I went out, I met our old postman, who's always so grumpy if he's kept waiting at the door. I looked the other way directly, and across the street a fine young gentleman was passing, but it was no good, for the common postman had really been the first. January 12th. I am so angry. We mayn't go skating any more, because Inspee has begun to complain again of her silly old ears, and Mother imagines that she got her earache last year skating. It's all right to keep her at home, but why shouldn't I go? How can I help it when she gets a chill so easily? In most things, Father is justice itself, but I really can't understand him this time. It's simply absurd, only it's too miserable to call it absurd. I'm in a perfect fury. Still, I don't say anything. February 12th. I have not written for a whole month. I have been working so hard. Today we got our reports. Although I have been working so frightfully hard, again I only got a two in diligence. Frau Dr. M. made a splendid speech and said, As you sow, so shall you reap. But that's not always true. In natural history I did not know my lesson twice, but I got a one, and in history I only did not know my lesson once, and I got a satisfactory. Anyhow, Fraulein V. does not like me because of that time when I did not bow to her in the tram. That is why in January, when Mother asked about me, she said, she does not really put her back into her work. I overheard Father say, after all, she's only a kid, but today he made a frightful row about the two indiligence. He might have known why she gave me that. Dora, so she says, only had ones, but she has not shown me the report. I don't believe what I don't see. And Mother never gives her away to me. February 15th. Father is furious because Oswald has an unsatisfactory in Greek. Greek is really no use, for no one uses Greek, except the people who live in Greece, and Oswald will never go there if he is going to be a judge like father. Of course, Dora learns Latin, but not for me, thank you. Hella's report is not particularly good, and her father was in a perfect fury. He says she ought to have a better report than anyone else. She does not bother much and says one can't have everything. But if she doesn't get nothing but ones in the summer term, she is not to stay at the high school and will have to go to the middle school. That'll make her sit up. Father's awfully funny, too. What have you got history books for if you don't read them? Yesterday, when I was reading my album of stories, Father came in and said, You like a storybook better than a history book, and shut the book up and took it away from me. I was in such a temper that I went to bed at seven o'clock without any supper. February 20th. I met the gold fairy today. She spoke to me and asked why I did not come skating any more. The fancy dress ice carnival on the 24th was splendid, she said. I said, would you believe it? A year ago my sister had an earache, and for that reason they won't allow either of us to skate this year. She laughed like anything and said so exquisitely, Oh, what a wicked sister! She looked perfectly ravishing. A red-brown coat and skirt trimmed with fur, sable, I believe, and a huge brown beaver hat with cray de chine ribbons, lovely, and her eyes and mouth. I believe she will marry the man who is always going about with her. 
next autumn when we get new winter clothes i shall have a fur trimmed red-brown we must not always be dressed alike hella and lizzie are never dressed alike march eighth i shall never say another word to bertha franca she's utterly false i've such a frightful headache because i cried all through the lesson she wrote to hella and me in the arithmetic lesson a verhaltnis means something quite different just at that moment the mistress looked across and said to whom were you nodding she said to lanier because she laughed at that word verhaltnis it was not true i had not thought about the word at all it wasn't till i had read the note that it occurred to hella and me what verhaltnis means after the lesson fraulein saint called us down into the teacher's room and told frau doktor m that franke and i had laughed at the use of the word verhaltnis frau doktor said what was there to laugh at why did you not just do your sums fraulein saint said you ought to be ashamed of yourself young girls in the first class shouldn't know anything about such things i shall have to speak to your mothers in the german lesson frau doktor m told us to write an essay on the proverb pure the heart and true the word clear the brow and free the eye these are our safeguards or something of that sort i must get hella to write it for me for i was crying all through the lesson march tenth today berta franca wanted to talk things out with us but hella and i told her we would not speak to her again we told her to remember what sort of things she said to us she denied it all already we shouldn't be such humbugs it was mean of her really we didn't know anything and she told us all about it hella has told me again and again she wished we didn't know anything she says she's always afraid of giving herself away and that she often thinks about that sort of thing when she ought to be learning her lessons so do i and one often dreams about such things at night when one has been talking about them in the afternoon still it's better to know all about it march twenty second i so seldom manage to write anything first of all our lessons take such a lot of time and second because i don't care about it any more since what father said the other day the last time i wrote was on saturday afternoon and father came in and said come along children we'll go to schoenbrunn that will do you more good than scribbling diaries which you only go and lose when you've written them so mother told father all about it in the holidays i couldn't have believed it of mother for i begged her to promise not to tell anyone and she said one doesn't promise about a thing like that but i won't tell anyone and now she must have told about it although she said she wouldn't even franca's deceitfulness was nothing to that for after all we've only known her since last autumn but i could never have believed that mother would do such a thing i told hella when we were having tea at the tivoli and she said she would not altogether trust her mother she'd rather trust her father but if that had happened to her her father would have boxed her ears with a diary i did not want to show anything but in the evening i only gave mother quite a little kiss and she said what's the matter dear has anything happened then i could not keep it in and i cried like anything and said you've betrayed me and mother said i yes you you told father about the diary though you promised me you wouldn't at first mother didn't remember anything about it but soon she remembered and said but little one i tell father everything all you meant was that dora was not to know that's quite true it's all right the dora wasn't told but still father need not have been told either and mother was awfully sweet and nice and i didn't go to bed till ten o'clock but whatever happens i shan't tell her anything again and i don't care about the old diary any more hella says don't be stupid i ought to just go on writing but another time i should be careful not to lose anything and besides i should not blab everything to mother and father she says she no longer tells her mother anything since that time in the summer when her mother gave her a box on the ear because that other girl had told her all about everything it's quite true hella is right i'm just a child still in the way i run to mother and tell her everything and it's not nice of father to tease me about my diary 
I suppose he never kept one himself. March 27th. Hurrah! We're going to Hainfield for Easter. I am so delighted. Mother has a friend there whose husband is a doctor there, so she has to live there all the year round. Last year in the winter she and Ada stayed three days with us because her eyes were bad. Ada is really nearly as old as Dora, but Dora said, like her cheek, her intellectual level makes her much more suitable company for you than for me. Dora thinks herself cleverer than anyone else. They have two boys, but I don't know them very well, for they are only eight and nine. Mother's friend was in an asylum once, for she went off her head when her two-year-old baby died. I remember it quite well. It must have been more than two years ago when father and mother were always talking of poor Anna, who had lost her child within three days. And I believed she had really lost it, and once I asked whether they had found it yet, I thought that it had been lost in the forest, because there's such a great forest at Hainfield. And since then I can't bear to hear people say lost when they mean dead, for it is so difficult to know which they really mean. On the 8th of April the Easter holidays will begin, and we shall go on the 11th, on Monday, Thursday. End of section 7